Hello and welcome back to First Pages Readings, where books are celebrated as cultural messengers. And thanks for joining me. Today I'll be reading from three books of essays, so let's get started. Today's first book is A Map is Only One Story, 20 Writers on Immigration, Family, and the Meaning of Home, edited by Nicole Chung and Mensa Damari. This anthology of essays from Catapult Magazine is diverse in its range of immigration experiences. It includes voices, for example, from countries of origin like Nigeria, India, and Peru. The book's pages are filled with memory, culture, history, and profound insights. In the book's introduction, the editors write, Our hope is that this ongoing series will introduce many readers to exciting and essential voices, urgent, necessary writing that will help us all better understand ourselves, our communities, and the world we live in. The first page of a map is only one story. Why We Crossed the Border in El Paso by Victoria Blanco On the River When I was a child in the late 1980s and 90s, my mom would drive our family across the border from my hometown of El Paso to Ciudad Juarez, where my tío Beto and cousins live. To reach the Santa Fe International Bridge, one of the official crossing points between El Paso and Juarez, we drove down Pesano, a road that parallels the Rio Grande. I saw Warren's families lounging under umbrellas, and the mothers and fathers holding their children's hands as they waded ankle-deep into the fast-flowing water of the Rio Grande. On days when the waters flowed more calmly, I saw families floating on rafts made of tires tied together with rope. I begged my mom to park the car along the side of the road. I wanted to call across the river to the Warren's children and ask them to send a raft over so that we could cross to the other side and walk to my tío's house. This was the reason I gave my mom for wanting to cross the river. I didn't yet have words to explain that crossing in the raft would save us from having our car searched by Mexican border officials once we crossed the bridge. Today's next book is In Sensorium, Notes for My People by Tanay. This is a gorgeous, original book with a narrative that shines light on the author's personal journey intertwined with history and culture and mythology. Each chapter moves beyond conventional boundaries into compelling inquiries into gender, identity, Bangladesh, which is the author's ancestral home, and more. With references to fragrance and scent, the author's tapestry pulls us in with lyrical language and invites us to witness the personal and the political and to ponder and to question. The First Page of In Sensorium My path to the native history of this land is through permaculture, the indigenous plants, the native plants, the soil where the water runs. I am learning to read the land. In Sufi mysticism, to experience an ascent on the spiritual path, one has to feel and cycle back to a spiritual poverty, a place where there is nothing. From that place, the longing for the divine starts, where being starts, where you listen. The more I get to know the desert, 
the emptier it becomes. That was a quote from Fariba Salma Alam, American Bangladeshi artist, in an interview. Joshua Tree, January 2020. In the morning, I meditated, wrote by hand, and did yoga asanas in the backyard, beside the lone Joshua tree in the yard, its wayward branches casting a shadow like an arboreal durga. I spent the rest of the day making myself simple lunches, quesadillas or pasta, comfort I craved, because I knew that what I'd be reading for research would hurt. In the afternoon, I would drive to the park to take a hike and record what I saw and smelled. Juniper needles I cracked between my fingers, the scent of wet clay from the remnants of snowfall in the shadows between boulders, untouched by the sun. I found a spot near the oasis of Mara and watched the sunset bathe the desert pink. I stayed until the full moon rise above the peaks that formed over two billion years ago. Darkness settled. I surrendered to silence as stars populated the night sky. As I beheld this immense expanse, I recalled my grim morning reading about a colonial era of famine in Bengal. Today's third book is The Book of Delights by Ross Gay. These essays were written over one year's time. The author's joyful and unique approach celebrates life in its many observable and universal expressions. Various topics are reflected on, like relationships, the natural world, love, airplane travel, and the author's personal journey, including his experiences being a black man in the United States. Reading this book is like opening a window to summer, warm with a soft northerly breeze to remind us of life's contradictory complexities. The first page of the Book of Delights. My birthday, kinda. It's my 42nd birthday, and it would make perfect, if self-involved sense, to declare the day of my birth a delight, despite the many years I've almost puritanically paid no attention to it. A sad performance of a certain masculine nonchalance, non-flamboyance. Might have been, poor thing. Now it's all I can do not to bedeck myself in every floral thing imaginable. Today, both earrings and socks. Oh, in my drawers, hibiscus patterned with a coddling pocket in front to boot. And if there's some chance to wear some bright and clanging colors, believe me. Some bit of healing for my old man, surely, who would warn us against wearing red, lest we succumb to some stereotype I barely even know. A delight that we can heal our loved ones, even the dead ones. Oh, broken. Oh, beautiful. So let me first say, yes, mostly. The day of my birth is an utter and unmitigated delight. And not only for the very sweet notes I sometimes get that day. Already five by 8.15 a.m. From Taiwan, the Basque country, Palo Alto, Bloomington, and Frenchtown, New Jersey. But also for the actual miracle of a birth. Not just the beautifully zany and alien and wet and odorous procedure that is called procreation. But for the many thousand million accidents, no, impossibilities, leading to our births. For God's sake, my white mother had never even met a black guy. My father failed out of central state, too busy looking good and having fun, so they say. 
got drafted, and was counseled by his old man to enlist in the Navy that day, so as not to go where the black and brown and poor kids go in the wars of America. And they both ended up, I kid you not, in Guam. Black man, white woman, the year of loving versus Virginia. Thank you for spending time with me today. If you liked listening to this episode, please subscribe.